Today on Feeding My Faith, Tyler Smith is going to be talking a little Matthew 25 and the parable of gold. I'm here to praise your name, Lord. That's what I'm talking about. I'm here to lift the name of Jesus high. All right, welcome to Feeding My Faith. I'm your host, Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and you are witnessing a first. I've never done this before, and that is I'm going to let someone grab the mic. We're playing open mic night here on Feeding My Faith. And uh, if you're not familiar with Tyler Smith, he hosts the More Than One Lesson. Uh, it's a uh, discerning Christian talk show about movies, and you can find him over at morethanonelesson.com. So without further ado, I introduce you to Tyler Smith. Hello, I'm Tyler Smith. I host a couple of movie-related podcasts, including More Than One Lesson, which is film criticism from a Christian point of view. And I'm here to talk to you about Matthew 25. Now, there are three parables in this chapter, uh, but I'm going to focus primarily on the parable of the bags of gold. Uh, but if you were to look at this chapter in general, you would see that it talks about uh, vigilance and boldness and preparedness. And uh, those are three things that go together very well. But I want to focus specifically on the boldness part. So uh, the parable of the bags of gold, it starts uh, with verse 14. And many of us are aware of this parable already. It involves a man going on a journey and he's very wealthy. And so he goes to three servants and he gives them uh, he entrusts different bags of gold to each one. Um, he gives one guy five bags, another guy two bags, and then one servant, uh, he gives one bag. And he says, go and do something with these. And indeed they do, uh, or at least the first two servants do. The first one uh, puts his money to puts the gold to work and gets five bags of gold more. Uh, the second guy, he puts his two bags of gold to work and he gets two more. But the third guy who only got one bag of gold, he goes and digs a hole in the ground and just hides the money. And then when the master gets back, uh, he asks every guy, what have you done uh, with this money that I entrusted to you? And, uh, when they get to the last guy who dug a hole in the ground, um, he says, uh, I knew that you are a hard man harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And then the master is angry. And he says, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. Uh, and then he basically throws the servant out. Now, I'm very familiar with this parable. I have heard sermons about it uh, many times. Uh, and I remember when I was younger, it always... It, I didn't totally understand it. it always seemed particularly harsh. And as I've gotten older, I, I feel like I understand it a little bit more. And I'm now going to make uh, an analogy. 
Do I realize that I'm making an analogy about a parable? I do realize that, but I'm doing it anyway. So when I was in high school, I did a lot of theater and our theater director, uh, a man that I uh, respect uh, and admire and get along with uh, even now, um, and I've been out of high school for uh, several years now, he, <laughs> he had this, he had this uh, I guess you could say, a philosophy during rehearsals in which he said, if you're going to do something, do it big. If you're going to fail, fail big. Now, of course, he wasn't saying just give a big performance no matter what. He wasn't saying be over the top, but what he was, what he was talking about was taking risks and, and being bold and doing something with the character. And, and if you weren't doing something with the character, a thing that he, that he tended to say was, uh, get off my stage. Now, sometimes he would say that facetiously, sometimes not. Um, honestly, it was a little hard to tell sometimes, but I remember at the time in that context, context thinking that was a little harsh too. this, this get off my stage. If people, uh, sometimes it was if, if the actors were just screwing around, but also just frust- out of frustration when an actor wasn't doing something. It's not that they were making bad decisions or make, making bad choices. It's that they weren't making any choices. And he was very frustrated by it. And I remember not understanding and thinking he was overreacting. And I, I would venture to say that, you know, telling an impressionable 16 year old to get off your stage, maybe that is overreacting a little bit. But again, as I've gotten older, I understand a little bit better his frustration because the fact is when you get cast in a part, the director has faith in you and has given you this role because he thinks you can do something with it. And by giving it to you, he didn't give it to somebody else. And so he's basically giving you a gift and when you actually start playing a role, uh, you can get, you can be a little bit worried about the vulnerability and maybe you don't want to look silly. Maybe you don't want to look at any, num- any number of things. Uh, and you can get a little sheepish and then suddenly you're not doing what's right for the character, what's right for the play, uh, and certainly what's right for the director. And so in that moment, uh, the director sees that, that he took this risk on you expecting you to do something with it and you're not for reasons of fear and uh self-protection and he gets angry because that is not why he cast you he cast you to do something with this part and that is uh, as i was thinking about this parable about the the bags of gold i had that thought that the master, when he comes back and he says, you wicked, lazy servant. Now he has a reputation for being a, a hard man. And so if the servant had gone and, and lost all the money, uh, it's entirely possible that the, that the master would have been very angry and would have uh, castigated him. But what he seems to get infinitely more angry about is this idea of you're not even willing to take risks. I have trust. I have entrusted something to you. I see something in you. I've given this to you to go and do something with. And you didn't even take the risk. You were, you were too scared. You were too, uh, sheepish too whatever. 
And so you didn't do anything. I could have given this money to someone else and they could have gone and done uh, and done something with it. And in fact, that's, uh, that's something that he says at the end, he says, take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Um, and I feel like that from a, from a Christian standpoint that we could take this any number uh, of ways. I say from a Christian standpoint, this is a parable from the Bible. It makes sense that, that this would go with that. But, um, we have been given gifts in any number of, in all definitions of the word. Um, and I would say at, at our core, at the very core of the, of the matter, we've been given the gift of salvation. We've been given a, a new, you know, a new lease on life. We've been literally saved and redeemed. And that should hopefully create in us a sense of boldness and excitement that we have this thing. This was extended to us and we're going to do something with it. And that could mean something different for everybody. It could mean something as a function of your job. It could mean uh, something about uh, where you choose to live or, or whatever. Um, but at the very least, it could just mean having a conversation with somebody. You've been entrusted with the truth. And for reasons that we're not, we, maybe we don't, we don't even know about, but I would venture to say they come from fear, fear that we might make a mistake, fear that we might look stupid to somebody else, uh, that somebody might say something negative about us or that we'll fail, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, we want to do something good for God, but we're scared that we'll fail. And so we don't do anything. And that's something that resonates with me. I know that when I was younger, I, and honestly, even now a little bit, there's a lot of things that I don't do because I'm afraid I will fail at them, uh, and fail publicly. And so that, that very much scares me. And so, uh, and that's the thing is, you know, when you, when you meet somebody who is dealing with fear, uh, you instinctively have this notion to, to try to hug them and say, it's going to be okay. Um, I know that's how I feel. Uh, and you don't want to be, you don't want to be harsh with them. Uh, but there is something to be said for tough love because, the hugging and the assurance that has already come. The minute the master gave his servant the bag of gold, the reassurance was there. The reassurance was in that initial extending of this gift. And the servant can't get out of his own way uh, and instead just starts making excuses. And you know, another, another thing about this parable that I find fascinating is that it's the servant that stands to lose the least that makes this choice or actually doesn't make any choice at all. Uh, it's not the servant that was given five bags of gold. He actually goes out and does something, uh, as, as does the one with the two bags of gold. Uh, and I feel like that has to do with this idea that everybody matters. You can be entrusted with a lot or just a little. And if you're entrusted with a little, there's a, uh, perhaps a temptation to think, well, really, what does it matter? It's, it's very little money. Uh, it's not a big deal. So I don't need to do anything with this. Uh, all I need to do, all I need to do is not lose it and we're good. Uh, but no, it all matters. 
And so, uh, to, to put it in, in real world terms, uh, I think we could look at somebody who like, like, let's say, uh, like a Billy Graham, somebody who is a big national evangelist that everybody knows about. And that is somebody who is required, who has been given a, a big stage and is, and is a representative of Christ to millions of people. And so I would say that is a five bag of gold type of person. Uh, now if he makes a mistake, oh boy, it's a big deal. Uh, but also if he's not faithful to doing what God has called him to do, uh, because he's scared, uh, then there's some pretty big stakes to that. And so I think we look at that and we look at maybe the one conversation a year that gets dropped in our lap and we think, well, really, I mean, it's just one person. It's not the end of the world, but we are called to be good stewards of every opportunity, everything that is presented to us. And because if we don't do it, God will find somebody that will. And this goes back to this idea of being cast in a role. Other people wanted that part, but the director gave it to you to the exclusion of other people who probably would kill to have that part and would do something with it. And so therein lay the frustration. Suddenly, knowing that, this idea of uh, the master says, throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. That's pretty, that's pretty major. But when you think of what we're talking about, which is not, you know, stewardship and being entrusted with this amazing thing and in, you know, being entrusted with this, uh, faith being, you know, God having faith in us that we will do this thing, uh, and that, that we will be faithful to him. And then we don't suddenly there's an extent there, there's a certain idea of uh, we don't have time for this. If you're not going to do something, it could hurt somebody else. That one person that talks to you, you might be their only chance to hear the truth. And so if you don't do anything for fear of maybe saying the wrong thing, and that's something I think we can all relate to, then you're not doing anything for God and you're letting fear govern you, not love and forgiveness and grace and all the things that God has extended to you. And so again, it sounds harsh. Throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness. And when it comes right down to it, it is God looking at you up on the stage. He's given you some, maybe it's a five line role. Maybe it's the lead, who knows, but you're standing up there, you're saying the lines, you're not imbuing them with anything because you're afraid you might look dumb or you're afraid that you might miss your cue. And God looks at that, sees that you, the other actors are relying on you. The production is relying on you and you're not doing anything with it. And he says, get off my stage because you're not helping anybody. In fact, you're only hurting the whole production. 
and again, I know it sounds, I know it sounds harsh, but we are dealing with big stuff here. You know, there is a great deal of responsibility to being a Christian and I know it is scary. It's scary for me. Uh, I do a Christian podcast and there are people that have said very rough things and I wish I could say that I took it as a badge of honor and said, well, hey, they hate me, but they hated Jesus first. I, I tend not to do that. I tend to take it personally and it really gets to me. And frankly, I would really like everybody to like me and respect me, but that's not going to happen. Uh, and so I think I'm somebody that occasionally lets fear dictate his actions. Uh, and so when I read something like this, uh, admittedly, I do get a little scared of God, but maybe we should be a little scared of God. Uh, but also I find myself, um, sort of invigorated to go and do something. I've been entrusted with a bag of gold, maybe even more than one, who knows? Um, I've been entrusted with that. You've been entrusted with that. We can go do something with this. The one thing that we're not supposed to do is nothing. And honestly, when you think about it, why would you do nothing? Think of what it is we're talking about here. It's exciting. It's life-changing. And we don't want to, we don't want to do anything with that. Um, because somebody out there might think we're dumb or something. Um, so yeah, there, I, I love this parable. It is harrowing, but it is also, in my opinion, hopeful because that's the other thing. The one bag of gold is taken away from the wicked, lazy servant and given to the servant who is being a good steward. If you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, if you're taking risks, then you will be given more. And when I say given more, I don't mean, you know, you'll, you'll reap all kinds of benefits. It's that God sees that you're being a good steward and he will give you more responsibility. He will give you more opportunities and that, and you have the opportunity then to, to further the kingdom of God. And that's exciting. It's a very exciting thing. So, um, so I think we'll, we'll end there. Um, I do recommend reading uh, the whole of uh, Matthew 25 because the, the two parables on either side of, of the, the parable of the, the bags of gold, um, they're both very, they're just as convicting uh, and hopeful as this one. This is a, this, in many ways, this can be a, a rough chapter, but it can also be a, a good reminder of what is expected of us. Um, but uh, so here comes the part where, uh, I'm supposed to pray for us, uh, which I don't usually do, uh, even on my Christian podcast, I tend not to do it because it, it always stre- seems strange to me that, uh, people might be praying along with a recording, but, uh, you know what, uh, let's, let's give it a shot. So, uh, so let's pray. Uh, Lord, we thank you so much for this day and the opportunities that you've given us, um, to spread the word and to give people the truth and to let them know about your love and your grace. Um, help us not to be um, protective or scared when we have these opportunities, but instead help us to just go forth in boldness and in confidence and to do something with, with what you've entrusted us with. Um, 
I pray for whoever might be listening to this and, and praying along uh, that you help them to uh, look for those opportunities and to rise to that challenge. And Lord, if there's anybody who is who maybe has not been doing this and feels convicted, I pray that they don't feel defeated by this, but that they feel excited that they are now hearing directly from you uh, through your word that this is not what is expected of them, that they can do better and that they don't get discouraged, but in fact, and instead are uh, emboldened and encouraged and that they go out and do something knowing that you have faith in us, you've entrusted us with this, uh, and that more than anything, you just want to bring more people to you. And Lord, we just thank you so much that we are given that opportunity. Uh, and we just thank you for your love and your forgiveness and the chance that, and the opportunity, even when we screw up, that you're still there to forgive us and bring us back and give us another chance. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, Tyler, again, for uh, bringing your talents to the microphone. And a lot to think about there. And um, it was kind of fun to have him reach out and say, hey, we we both were nominated for podcast awards. And uh, so they said, hey, what are we, uh, are you interested in cross-promoting? And I'm not really sure I fit into their show. I guess I could come on and talk about movies sometime. But I went, sure, come on over here. Talk about Matthew 25. And Tyler, you did a great job. And uh, thanks again, everybody. You can check him out at morethanonelesson.com. Don't forget that uh, this show is brought to you by myfaithclothes.com. If you're looking for cool T-shirts, I know I was. Uh, I do a, a live call-in show on Saturdays called Ask the Podcast Coach. And I was wearing uh, one of the shirts that has a big, giant guitar pick on it. And in the middle of it, it says, pick Jesus. And somebody said, that's a cool shirt. And I'm like, hey, myfaithclothes.com. I'm not lying to you when I say they're cool Christian clothes, as well as fun things like iPad covers and iPhone covers and jewelry, things like that. And it helps support the show. So thanks for tuning in. Our website is feedingmyfaith.com. And now get out there and testify to the truth. Say, hey.